Syria are fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Greetings, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. We're here in the great state of New Jersey with our friends at Umberto's Pizza in Fairhaven. We're in Bruce Springsteen territory, down the shore. We're about to talk to Tony from Umberto's, as well as some, some special guests from FC Monmouth, the local semi-pro soccer team here in Monmouth County, and the Student Athlete Coach and Consulting Group, also known as SAC. So we're going to start with Tony first. Tony, how are things down the shore and at Umberto's, buddy? Morning, Chris. How you doing, my friend? Very good. Thank you for hosting us for another special podcast. How are things uh, um, with Syria and and just Umberto's? We're sitting in your new dining room <laughs> restaurant. Uh, Beautiful facility done last uh, August. I listen to you every week <laughs> delivering pizzas. And this is the high point of my week is listening to Curve America. We're very grateful for that, Tony. Uh, we, we appreciate the hospitality. We got Naples up on the wall, right? Also yep, Nobili, my home city over there, Monte di Procida. Okay. But we're a pizzeria divided into three clubs. I know this is strange, but we got an Inter fan, a Nobili fan, and a Juventus fans. So who's who? Okay, so my late uncle, Uncle Silvio, who passed away recently, uh, not recently, three years ago, he was an Inter fan. Funny story how he became an Inter fan. My father and my uncle grew up in Monte di Brogida. They were slightly poor. So he wrote to every club in Italy, and the one club that he got an answer from was Inter. And not only did he receive a letter, he got shoes, hats, scarves, <laughs> balls in the works. They wanted his fanhood. There you yeah, go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so there's one. we got two more teams we got to talk about. Oh, two more teams. My dad, diehard Naples fan, Napoli. Okay. Maradona is God. Yep. Is God, you know. That'll do it. And me and Anthony, who is my cousin, who also works as a pizza man here, are Juventus fans. Now, I grew up as a Nobly fan, but, you know, you always want to follow in the footsteps of an older sibling, and he was my older sibling. So he found Juventus through Del Piero, the great mm -hmm. Del Piero. So after that, I was like, this could be my team because basically I'm a copycat and I have no original thought for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll be uh, an Inzaghi fan because he was Del Piero's right-hand man back then. And so he went against his dad and became an his dad was an Inter fan. Then he became a Juventus fan. And I went against my dad and I became a Juventus fan. He's an Abli fan. But... I still hold a piece of Nobly in my heart. That's my home city. All right. All right. No, it's very beautiful here, uh, here at Umberto's with all the scenery for, for Napoli. We like to see that. Um, tell everybody here who uh, maybe hasn't eaten here yet, uh, aside from, like, the nice views and stuff like that, it's a good place to watch Serie A soccer as well. Okay. Sundays are made for soccer. <laughs> Sundays are made for soccer every day. We have soccer on it, whether it's UEFA Champions League, UEFA Euro Cup, World Cup, any type of soccer, get my hands on, it's on the TV. Uh, you come in here, you grab a slice of pizza, you can talk to me about Calcio Italiano, you can talk anything you want. And um, yeah, that's basically it. We uh, Last time we were here, you had a bunch of jerseys up on the wall too. Oh uh, yeah, I, those were just for you, I took those down. That's Sorry, okay. there's my personal <laughs> collections, I can't get them all covered with flour and sauce. And Very nice to see, uh, so yeah, so for we have uh, Curva DC down in DC to watch the Roma games. There's Milan down there, Inter as well. 
If anyone is interested in looking to start up a Serie A club. I would, I would love a, f- a fan club. Umberto's is very eager to, ha- to host you guys here in Central Jersey. It does exist. Yeah, uh, we, are, we are Jersey. There We're not go. North Jersey. We're not South Jersey. We are Central Jersey. Central Jersey. All right. Well, if Bruce Springsteen comes, uh, uh, I Bruce, will gladly uh, come to be an Umberto's fan at Curva Umberto's. Curva <laughs> Umberto's. There it is. There's <laughs> the name right there. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Tony, we appreciate the hospitality. Thanks again. We definitely want to encourage all of our listeners, if you're in the Fairhaven area down at the Jersey Shore, come to Umberto's Great New Jersey Pizza. It's always great pizza, New Jersey (laughs) here. Uh, So uh, he gave me a slice uh, when I walked in. So very grateful for that. And uh, we appreciate you letting us do the podcast here today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. We're family-owned and operated, and we'd love to see you here. Come down, have a slice, and stay for the hospitality. All right. Thank you, Tony. Our first interview today is with the Student Athlete Coaching and Consulting uh, Organization. We have a coach with us, Anthony DeNicola. He has some experience in Italy. Boy, does he ever. He uh, is a New Jersey native himself, um, played baseball in Italy, and also has coaching experience uh, in the soccer world, has great connections uh, here in, in New Jersey and then also abroad. He's going to talk to us about his program here. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Chris, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to the opportunity of uh, sharing some pizza with you there and you go. also this conversation. <laughs> very good, very good. So, Anthony, give us your backstory. How you got into sports, I guess, in the beginning, and then here's your company here, uh, SAC, or Student Athlete Coaching and Consulting, uh, if yeah. you don't like acronyms. Um, what uh, what uh, is the story behind you and uh, your organization? So I, uh, I grew up in Freehold, New Jersey. I was a two-sport athlete, played soccer and baseball for Freehold Township. Um, anybody that attends Freehold Township is very proud of that, and he brought up Bruce Springsteen before. Uh, <laughs> also Bruce, from Freehold. <laughs> he, he's from Freehold. He That's didn't go right. to the township, but no. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, if you're from Freehold, you're really, really prideful on that. I think you're automatically a Bruce fan, but... Uh, but anyway, back to your question. I played two sports there. I went on to play two sports on full scholarship uh, at St. Francis College. And then I played a little bit of professional baseball after that. Um, and so where professional baseball, not in the MLB, but in <laughs> El Bel Paese. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the first opportunity that I had was to play for Anzio. Anzio is a small beach town south of Rome, about an hour uh, I played four months out there the first time around, and then seven years later, I ended up playing for a team in Roma. Very nice. Uh, and that's where I fell in love with Rome. There you go. So we have a fellow Romanista on the podcast. Sorry, Tony, you're outnumbered today. <laughs> uh, very rare at Umberto's uh, for the Romanisti. Um, but now, so after your professional career, you've, you've uh, developed a love for Serie A and soccer. Uh, your business now as well is, is geared towards uh, coaching and, and consulting for student-athletes. So how does this work with, uh, with SAC? So, yeah, we, uh, we, t- we teach players how to get recruited. I guess I could say it as easy as possible. Uh, we work with the high school-age student-athlete and help them network with college programs. 95% of what we do is with Calcio right now, uh, but you can see that it's starting to branch off into other categories as well. And um, so there's a, there's a big need for this in particular because a lot of student athletes don't know what to do and their families don't know what to do. Uh, a lot of players fall between the cracks because it's overwhelming. So that's where we go in there. Um, we, we learn about the student athlete, we, we learn about the family and help them develop their thoughts for what the next step is for them. 
Very nice. And uh, I have to ask now, it's uh, on your business card, it says Wolves Run Together. Is that because you're a uh, Romanista and uh, the loopy connection there? You know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. It, I was hoping this actually got, Wolves got voted in. Okay. So we, we, put out, <laughs> we put out five different mascots, and uh, I was hoping, like anything, that the Wolves were going to get voted in. But, yes, there is an absolute connection to the Roma team, and I was hoping, like everything, that the, the, uh, the, the votes that we put out there was going to be in favor of the Wolves. Very nice. Loopy. There you go. So uh, where, where, Anthony, is it uh, focused in New Jersey, or, or what's your range of for any yeah. student athletes? Where are they looking to? Yeah, good question. So we're based out of Warren County, New Jersey, so you have a natural uh, network there where we live and, and operate out of. Uh, we facilitate the training for Warren United Soccer Club, and we're starting to get into some other clubs as well. And we also do a lot of video throughout the state of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Um, However, we do consult student athletes from all over the world. Uh, we've been successful in helping players from Holland, from Italy, from Colombia, from Egypt. I mean, you name the place. I mean, we've helped them get acclimated with the states and playing college soccer. So, very cool. Any any big success stories from Italy that uh, you might mention uh, where people landed? So, no, nobody really huge just yet. All right. But. Um, there, there's, uh, there's one name in particular that I'm going to bring up. His name is Paolo Argumenti. I taught him as an eighth grader. He's currently playing for Bern in Switzerland. Very nice. But he, he grew up a uh, Romano, and he played for Roma for a certain amount of years, and then he was bought by Bern. Uh, so he's kind of in between right now. He's still with Bern, and I know that you know contract is going to start to change here a little bit, so he's looking around. He actually called us the other day and said, what's going on in America? I said, uh, we can start to look at some things, but uh, cool. he's an outstanding player, probably the, the biggest talent I've ever seen as a 14-year-old. Excellent. All right. So, Anthony, uh, your, your business sounds amazing. Warren County, that's actually out by me out in uh, uh, northwest Jersey. I know that, that county very well. So if you're in the New Jersey area, by all means, look up SAC. You guys are on social media. It looks like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So that's how people can find you. Is that the best way to find them? Yep, SACC Wolves uh, on any of the handles. Uh, just search it up, and you'll find us. All right. Very cool. Let's turn our attention now to the Syria and your love of Roma that is near and dear to this podcast heart. We are three Romanisti on this podcast. So tell me some memories. You spent a quite a uh, few years in, uh, in Roma. How did you fall in love with the club that we all love? So that you, I actually have goosebumps right now because I remember very vividly the first moment that I stepped into Stadio Olimpico and I was with friends that I taught with at the American Overseas School of Rome. And we were rolling in there like 10 deep. And, you know, I've been to a couple different stadiums, uh, but there's something special about the Stadio Olimpico for me. It's, um, and we chose to, sat, uh, chose to sit in Curva Sud. Curva Sud, yeah. Which is, uh, if you know anything about the Stadio, that's where all the Romanisti sit. Yep, you're a brave man sitting with the ultras. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, the, the reason why we chose to do that is we heard that that's the safest place in the stadium. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we heard if you were in the middle, there's a good chance you would bump into somebody from the other team. So stay in the Curva Sud with the 20,000 Mati, and everything's going to be okay. All right. And uh, You're here in front of us, so I guess it went well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but it was brilliant, and every time I go back, I love it. 
it's just the atmosphere. I've, I went out of my way to learn the inno as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, just to participate and sing along with everybody when I go. Very cool. How often have you gotten to go back? We're uh, Curve America is actually on its way back in a few weeks here to go see the Derby. So nice. uh, yeah, we'll be there for uh, for a week. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, tell tell us how how often you get back. So usually we minimum is once a year. Excellent. Whether it's for work. Uh, vacation sometimes it's a combination of both mm-hmm. but uh right now we're on a pace of one time per year excellent and always rome or around italy or rome happens every time excellent. for sure excellent. but uh I, I enjoy tuscany umbria amalfi coast i mean you name it it's just uh w- once you've been into the culture you have no choice but to go back absolutely and uh you speak the language a little bit i've heard uh here in umberto's how'd you pick up the language through uh your, your three years there i imagine yeah w- being on the baseball team helped out for sure mm-hmm. i mean you learn the bad words before you learn the good That's words right. but uh <laughs> they taught me well and you know it's funny I, i'll go to different places in italy and they'll ask me if i'm romano and i say no i'm american and they're like what yeah yeah but uh you don't drop the New Jersey in there. <laughs> that's uh, you know, we're practically <laughs> Italians up here. Come that's on. That's right, that's right. <laughs> but that's uh I did a lot of reading and uh, interacting with the team helped out and you know, the first half of my day was always in English because I was in school mm-hmm. and then the second half of the day was always in Italian. So I I put myself out there and I read and I took classes. So I'm curious here back in the great state of New Jersey, uh here at Umberto's, people are fluent, so we can speak Italian here. Uh, elsewhere in New Jersey and stuff, does the Italian element come at all into uh, your, in your job and, and meeting people? Or sometimes I'll, I'll drip it into training sessions or something like that, okay. or if a referee, you know, gets under my skin a little <laughs> That's bit. That's where those first words. My come hands through. fly up, yeah, and right. uh, I'll start, you know, just S- speaking with your hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is right. exactly right. Yep. But uh, <laughs> it, it happens within soccer for sure. But you know, otherwise I'm talking into my Duolingo app, just practicing and staying fresh right. with it. But right. yeah, yeah. It being in New Jersey, it, it definitely helps out. Yep. There's a lot of Italians here. and Absolutely. So, Yep. We will actually be joined by uh, someone with Italian roots here with uh, FC Monmouth in a minute here. So, uh, Anthony, we definitely uh, thank you for your time. Uh, um, really appreciate everything uh, uh, that you're talking about with, with being a Romanista, but also the things you do with, uh, with SAC and, uh, um, you know, finding uh, kids uh, ways to get uh, in, into their coaching, into their uh, careers. Uh, that would have been cool uh, 15 years ago when I was looking. If I had a chance at Division One Sports, uh, you, I would have definitely liked to hear more about SAC, but my time has passed. <laughs> Chris, I really appreciate you having me on, and uh, Curve America, you guys do an awesome job. I'm looking forward to hearing this and and seeing how you guys evolve and grow. Just definitely want to be a part of it and help and grow the game. All right, Forza Syria, Forza Roma. Up next, we've got FC Monmouth. We're joined by Jaco De Bruyne and Mattia Buffalino, two owners of FC Monmouth. Jaco and Mattia, welcome, guys. How are you? We're good. Thanks for having us, Chris. All right. Yeah, All thanks right. a lot, Chris. This is great. We're very excited for this. So I should probably mention right off the bat, Mattia, uh, judging by your name, you have some Italian roots, also wearing the Italian uh, warm-up jersey as well. So uh, came prepared and <laughs> with the championship shirt of 2006 World Cup winners. So Absolutely. He is ready, <laughs> ready, to, ready to be a Curve American here and a podcast paisano for sure. So, guys, let's uh, start off uh, FC Monmouth. It's a semi-pro team. Tell us about it. And I guess start off, how did you guys get into the ownership aspect of FC Monmouth? Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
So I'm personally originally from Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and moved here to the States like 10 years ago, but then in the area specifically six years ago, and initially you don't necessarily know many people, but then uh, we found out about a, uh, a local pickup soccer um, place in, uh, in Little Silver. And yeah, we started playing, and as you know, like with soccer, like anybody on the field, it doesn't matter, like different backgrounds, different kind of professions, like the, mm -hmm. the real soccer story. Uh, but as we kind of started to, uh, to meet outside soccer and started to talk, like um, we, we figured out kind of different backgrounds, different skills, and uh, we started to talk about like, hey, can we, can we do something more than just playing soccer together? Um, just like how we together, like creating community, having events together, like can we make this bigger for the area? Um, and then, yeah, we, we, we came up with different ideas. We talked about like indoor soccer, kind of a complex. We talked about some kind of kids activities, but um, I guess one kind of trigger was uh, upstate New York. A uh, team was formed there, um, Kingston Stockade. Um, by Dennis Crowley. A lot oh. of people know about it by now. The Foursquare uh, app founder, right? Is, uh, that's yeah. his claim to fame, right? Yeah, yep. and a big yep. uh, big uh, local soccer advocate at this point. Mm -hmm. um, inspired a lot of teams across the country. Uh, and same here. Like He, he wrote about it. Um, they put everything online. And um, yeah, it, it was pretty much, we were like, okay, this is feasible. This is something we can do. Uh, we have the people, um, like the owner group. We have the uh, local audience, like so many people playing soccer here, so many kids. Um, and let's let's do this. So we, we met up and we found seven owners in total in the area here, uh, among uh, like including two of us. And um, we said like let, let's do this. So um, that's kind of the the short story of uh, of how it started. Yeah, we you know basically shopped around a little bit as far which which leagues may, may mm -hmm. makes make the most sense, and we felt that the NPSL had a you know pretty good history. It's growing. The barriers of entry were a little bit lower which made it, you know, we felt more attractive. And as Yako pointed out, the skill sets of the owners, we felt, you know, besides all passion for soccer, they're all local, mm -hmm. um, except for one who's up in uh, New York City. Um, but we're all local and, you know, we just were able to really put our, put our minds together and uh, make this a reality. So, uh, yeah, men, you talked about the league there. Let's talk about that, uh, the, the National Premier Soccer League. I'm familiar with some of these teams because we follow Serie A and Italian soccer. And last summer, Detroit City FC, obviously out of Detroit, they played a friendly versus Venezia FC uh, out, up in Venice. I've heard of the Brooklyn Italians, mm -hmm. so they're not even hiding yeah. it there. I imagine there's a lot of Italian fans on that one. Yep. So, so tell us more about this league, uh, um, kind of how you found it and, and what is the, the goal of the league here. Right, right. So, I mean, so the, the, the Kingston Stockade team, um, joined the NPSL, so that's how we learn about it. Um, because also at that point, nothing else really, there were only like one or two teams more in North Jersey. Um, so there was another reason for us to figure out like, hey, this, there's an opportunity here for our area. Um, but like uh, Matthias said, like we, we talked to some other leagues um, and we, we really liked the idea of a nationwide league um, because yeah, we have aspirations to grow, and wouldn't it be amazing if you can play to teams against in other states mm -hmm. uh, from across the country? Um, so we were definitely set on kind of the, the nationwide league, uh, and at that point, there's only only a few left. Um, I would say MPSL is more at the bottom, where there's a, a lower threshold to kind of join, um, because otherwise you have to kind of put in a few million for like a USL or an MLS, obviously. Um, and we want to really make this like a, a grassroots kind of movement. 
Uh, it's not something where a couple of people put a lot of money down. Now it's really, we, we, we invest what we need to get this started, but this is really, it's more than just us. It's, it's from the community, for the community. And uh, yeah, we, we, we've seen that and we, we can talk about that more, but um, it was kind of the, the right level for us, mm -hmm. but still very professional. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, Detroit is one of the, the bigger teams that have, I'm not sure, I think like a couple of thousand, up to 10,000 people in attendance nice um there's like chattanooga is another kind of yeah success story yep. it's mm -hmm. like it could be up to twenty thousand people attending. wow that's a lot yeah. of that's a lot um, of people yeah and they play against the mls teams like before the season starts um so we'll we'll get there and we we also can't wait to play in a, a friendly against an italian team at there some point <laughs> but um yeah so the, the mpcl was a good fit um w after we joined we had an uh, an annual owners meeting in um New Orleans, and all the teams were there, and it really kind of confirmed what, what we were all thinking. Like, it was all about soccer, like mm -hmm. everybody like helping each other. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, there's a lot of support from the league. So it's, we're, we're still very happy with the choice. Yeah, I think another attractive thing about the league is it seems that it's an owner's league, meaning the owners have a lot of say in this mm -hmm. with, the other, with the other teams. So they listen to your opinion, they work together, they vote together. And they're open to ideas, and it's a it's a good system. So so far, they the league itself has been very supportive, and we're partnering with these other teams. Obviously, on a pitch, you want to beat them, right? And they right. want to beat us, but they also want the league to succeed. So they're interested in helping us as we want to help them. So mm -hmm. you know, Yako has done a great job with some of the other local teams around here. I think uh, Atlantic uh, Atlantic City is, mm -hmm. a, is also a new expansion team. And just trying to create some noise around competition and just having fun on Twitter and just saying, hey, we're the, we're the new teams. We can't wait to, to battle it out. But at the same time, we're also doing, by doing that, you're exposing us, you're exposing them, you're exposing MPSL. The word gets out and it starts a buzz. So mm -hmm. I think that's been, that's been really cool. Yeah, and maybe just one last thing to add, sure. because I think it's important for us too. Like we love soccer. Um, and we have a lot of great players on the team, uh, like through tryouts and, and networking. And MPSL provides like a real kind of opportunity for those players. Um, obviously, there's exposure uh, at the games. There's like streaming of the games. Mm -hmm. um, there's promotion by the league of the games and like man of the man of the like player of the week, things like that. Mm -hmm. But also at the end of each season, uh, one or two players of each team goes to like an NPSL combine. Uh, and all the like MLS coaches, European scouts, like all those kind of the, the right people are, are in attendance there and watching those players. And I mean, that's really like the players on our team, like a lot of them still hoping, trying, working hard to, to become a pro. And yeah. for some of them, well, it will definitely happen. And we're, we're there to support them at this point. Yeah, I mean, the players that in this league and our team, you know, they're, they're either currently college players, mm -hmm. um, Division One, Division Three, you know, com very competitive. Um, then there's some athletes that have now graduated but still have the aspiration of maybe really making a pro. Mm -hmm. And this gives a nice platform for them to showcase themselves, as Yako stated, you know, get them in. If they're one of the better ones on our team, they'll showcase their talent with, uh, like, MLS and, and the European teams. And that is, that's think about being 21 and mm -hmm. having that ability. You don't know what you're going to do with your life, but you know you're good at soccer. Right. And if you can make it happen, now is the time. Yep. And to have that exposure – and to be able to do it, that's just that's just phenomenal. That's great. Um, and I think I think that's just really attractive for the players. So they want to be there on the field. And you know, a lot of our team makeup is there are some local kids, right? New Jersey has so much talent. Yep. And there's so much. Very proud of that. It's true. <laughs> it really is. And even some you know kids from uh, you know 
the southern part of the state, northern central, it doesn't matter. There's a yeah. lot of talent pool around here. So, you know, our team is starting to really come together um, with some local talent, and they're just really excited to be there. So we really can't wait. So uh, I, I saw that um, uh, with the league, NPSL, it is um, sanctioned by U.S. soccer. It's a USSF league. Is that right? Um, and uh, just wondering, how is the, what is the big competition? Are you guys looking into, like, U.S. Open Cups, or, or where do you guys really compete with that type of uh, – I know you guys have league teams here that you're, you're playing in your regions, but are you guys – like, U.S. Open Cup, is that really where you guys are looking at? I mean, that would be amazing, right? But yeah. that's, uh, that's not an easy way to get there, so yeah. hopefully yeah. in the next few years. Okay. Um, so this year, 19 NPSL teams made the U.S. Open Cup playing awesome. early May. Awesome. Um, and yeah, so you first have to be among the top 20 in the mm -hmm. MPSL and separately MPSL and the entire U.S. ecosystem is figuring out how to kind of structure and mm -hmm. make it possible potentially to move up to other leagues, but that's a whole different discussion. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, th there's a lot of competition, but I think to me, like also being a little bit of an outsider, like uh, raised outside of this country, yeah. I feel there's sometimes too much competition where, like I think altogether we're still trying to figure out how to make soccer like bigger and better. Um, so I think at this point we're we're excited to partner with with a lot of teams in the league. So. And one thing to note that we'll, we'll be playing in the Keystone Conference, and there's a total of nine teams right in this conference. Um, it, it's a very competitive conference. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the teams that come out of this conference are probably amongst one of the best in the country. I would mm -hmm. say, along with the conference that the Brooklyn Italians are in, also also very competitive. So. You know, there's a lot of competition around here. So yeah, for us the to last do six years, mm -hmm. like five times the Northeast won. Yeah, league, imagine. So, right. so yeah, great. so we're stepping on a field with, with, with teams that have had success in mm -hmm. this league and where we're hoping to really be right up there with them. That's great. Yeah. Um, you, so I, I mentioned U.S. Open Cup. That's kind of like, uh, for lack of a better comparison, Copa Italia or something right. where everybody is, is in this thing in the, in the country. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, this design with, the, with this league, it looks like they're aspiring to get 100 teams into the league nationwide. And obviously you're not going to play each other, but is that model designed for anything compared to like what you guys maybe have seen in Europe? Or is this truly an American model of trying to get that number of teams into, a, into one league? I mean, I think ideally it's like one big s like pyramid structure, right, mm -hmm. where everything is connected. If you think about Italy, like the Serie A, B, C, and goes, it's goes all, all the way down. All connected, right? Um, right? And if you think about, like you mentioned, Venezia, like like somebody is stepping on in there, like investing in it from what was it, like s below Serie C? They've, yeah, right. They were um, in C, and now they're moving up. Moving yeah, so up. like yeah. It, it's hard to really invest more unless you can make next steps and. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think MPSL is great. Like, like you said, I think there's 96 teams now, so close to 100. Um, but it's still for us, like certain games, you travel three hours. Mm -hmm. So what if you could travel like just an hour, like around here? And right, then right. if you're good, you move up and et cetera. So, so there are uh, a couple New Jersey teams I saw on the website. Uh, are there derbies being formed? Some rivalries that you guys are already setting up here. You mentioned Atlantic City. I saw them on uh, social media. So yeah, that may be coined Battle of the Shore, possibly. Battle of the they Shore. Are, you know, we're proud of our Central Jersey beaches here, and they're very proud of their <laughs> Southern Jersey <laughs> beaches. And uh, and I, you know they're a new team like us. So I think right off the bat, just being both new expansion teams. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I th it sounds like they're doing a really good job down there with recruiting and uh, the coaching staff. So we're excited to, to play them. I think we're playing them twice, uh, home and away. Um, and then you have FC Copa, which is 
out of the Metuchen area, which is not that far, but their home games actually are in Mo- uh, in Homedale, okay. which is in Monmouth County. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty much our backyard. So mm-hmm. we'll be playing them home and away. So that'll be great for the fans to go to away games because it's not far. And then you have Motown, which is used to be the Morristown area. Yeah, the Morristown area, but they were before the Clarksburg. Were they? I'm not sure exactly. I okay. think there were two teams and they combined. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know they they've had some success and uh, they're not that far away in Morris County. So and a lot of New yeah, Jersey getting represented here. I would say so. No. Yeah. yeah, and then some. But the teams in Pennsylvania, I think the farthest one is was like three Hershey. Hershey's one of them. Right. right. Um, and then the, you know it's not too far, too bad as far as traveling. Okay. So. All right. Well, for for FC Monmouth, you guys uh, put on your website you're hoping to be, quote, a beacon of light for the soccer community and drawing inspiration from Sandy Hook's lighthouse here, not not far from where we're recording today and uh, uh, down the shore. Uh, It's community-inspired, community-driven. How can people get involved with, like, tryouts, buying tickets if you're, you know, past your your prime like uh, like me uh, (laughs) with tickets or or becoming a sponsor? How does it all work, kind of? How do you find the team? Sure, yeah. I mean, um, the basics are, like, people buying tickets and attending the game. Obviously, that's uh, the biggest kind of support. Where's um, where's uh, home base for you guys in the stadiums here? Yeah, so it's in Red Bank. It's uh, Count Basie Park, just okay. off of the parkway off of uh, Newman Springs Road. Um, we have a great great little stadium there where it can g- hold up to, like, 3,000, 4,000 uh, nice. people. Nice. So I think uh, uh, enough space. And we've been talking and finalizing things now, but we'll have a lot of, like, obviously – Great soccer game, but then outside also for the kids, certain activities and mm-hmm. music and just a fun day for the family. And the times are going to be like 6 p.m. on Saturday nights, and we have one game at on a Wednesday night. But being 6 o'clock, I mean, it's, I think it's attractive because, you know, people that maybe don't live here but want to come watch the game, you make it a day at the shore. You come right. down in the morning, you go down to the beach, you get off the beach, you have a little bite to eat right in Red Bank. It's a great area. Come watch some good soccer for two hours with the kids. And then, you know, you can either have a late dinner or you can head back home. But, uh, you know, I think it's the time-wise, I think it's a good time. It's still going to be light out, but we'll have some lights on the game. Mm-hmm. And it should be a fun atmosphere. And we're definitely going to make it a, a create a, a family type of environment. That's great. That's right. Um, and, yeah, and in terms of other support, um, so we already had the tryouts, so in terms of for the players. Um, but the real kind of support is, is the game day. So uh, anybody who wants to is um, uh, is open to, to volunteer, uh, whether like um, doing the tickets or the concession stands and all of that. Uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to kind of build this out so there will be a lot of different opportunities. We've talked to people who, like a, a local radio announcer, uh, people who are interested in specific parts, um, but then there's certain initiatives from ourselves. So one is uh, Matthias doing a great job, like connecting with all the local soccer teams, uh, how they can be involved. Uh, but then we also uh, have connected with all the local schools in Monmouth County. Um, so as we're kind of growing over the next couple of years, like we'll, we'll start like a kids club as well. And so we asked all the, the schools who were interested to join to. Uh, to uh, design a uh, mascot for nice. for the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Matthias hasn't seen it yet, but <laughs> I saw it today. We had like, uh, yeah, like more than a hundred entrants, and uh, we'll, we'll pick five. People can vote on it, and yeah, the first game we'll, uh, we'll give a shout out to the student who uh, who put that together. And just seeing that, and like together with my kids, we were kind of rating them and seeing what we liked, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing that so many kids without 
we we didn't even kick one ball yet. Like so many kids are already into it, and yeah, yeah. people asking like, "Hey, where can we buy a kit?" And yeah, and we got inspired by kind of that kids club with some of the other teams in Serie A or even the colleges here. They have like the kind of kids club where mm-hmm. you know they have this kind of fun mascot, and you're able to, you know, they feel they're a part of it. Right. And uh, it's you know very reasonably priced just to come to the games and. And I got to tell you, just going. To, I mean, Chris, the, you saw the website. It's very, very well designed. Mm-hmm. It's has a lot of good information. Besides supporting us on game day, buying the tickets for game day, you know, we have season tickets, which are very reasonably priced. And there's also a founding members section there that describes how to be kind of part of our inaugural season, where you get a lot of good benefits with that package. Uh, it's for the whole family. You get your name on a website. You get some really cool stuff like an authentic jersey. And you're getting season tickets for fi- family of five and some other perks in there, too. So this is some really, really cool stuff, I think. Very cool. So I think the last part then would just be, uh, let's say there's some hot shot out of Homedale. Uh, do you guys do an invite? Are you competing? How do, how do you guys win that? Just, uh, hey, li- listen, we want you to come to play for our team. Even if the other team wants you, we want you more. Or is, is there any money involved? Or, or how do you guys work that out with players? Yeah, no money involved. Um, okay. There is, uh, like most, it's all amateurs because okay. there's kids on the team that are uh, in college. They would lose their right. uh, scholarship. Eligibility. Right. Um, and yeah, we, we, we don't believe also at this point, like we're, we're a pro team. Mm-hmm. Like we're really providing the, the amateur players with an opportunity to move up and we'll, we'll move with them potentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, we had, a, I think, almost like 100 kids like at our tryouts. Um, I think some of them also had tryouts in Atlantic City, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we provide is a very kind of, I think like a nurturing kind of like environment mm-hmm. where I think some other teams, they have like more more pros and more people from abroad. And um, it's exciting, but I think we really want to keep it close to us. Like gotcha. it's, it's a family community like local, thing. Yeah. Local New Jersey players. Um, we have coaches that are known to really help uh, players with uh, like developing themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our, our assistant coach is uh, Nick Labraca. He's from the area. Nice. And he played in the MLS for I think eight or nine years. So yeah, he knows he knows what it takes. And played over played over two hundred games as a right. pro. Right. And cool. I think him giving that insight and experience to the players, I think that's phenomenal. I yeah. mean, these players are going to look up to him, and he he been through it. I mean, he's from Hal, and he played growing up in a system. Played at Rutgers University. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you know then went CBA to the MLS. in home. Went, yeah, <laughs> played in C- CBA. Yep, and then mm-hmm. went to Rutgers. And I think that is something that the kids are going to look up to. They can give really hands-on experience, and he can tell it like it is and how to make it. Mm-hmm. And as Yako was saying, our coaching staff, you know, Coach Woods, uh, coach over 25 years at William Patterson University, yep. has had a lot of success there. Players that played for him say they just love the guy, and, and, and they, you know, he connects with them. And, so, and then we have our, our goalkeeper coach. Um, he's a head coach at, at Kane University. And he's also just, he played, uh, played in Jamaica as a keeper and mm-hmm. uh, Peter John Falloon. And, you know, kids, I think, really look up to the coaching staff here. So we offer a strong coaching staff. We offer a great location. We're right, you know, we're right down to shore, but it's, it's central. I mean, mm-hmm. it's central Jersey. So yeah. you get on the parkway, you're off exit 109. Um, and it's just, I think, between location and, you know, the atmosphere we're going to create and the coaching staff, I think, I think we offer some really good tools for these these guys to get somewhere. I'm going to get a lot of flack for that last comment, guys. You mentioned an exit. 
Uh, all the other people not from New Jersey, they're, uh, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna get me for that one. But I'm getting homesick. I'm uh, <laughs> definitely feeling it. Uh, it's great to hear these uh, universities. These are all local schools in yes. Jersey, great schools. Um, Monmouth University is not too far from here as well. Right. Rutgers, that's, that's all great stuff. So uh, I think the season starts May 2018. So for anyone who's listening to this podcast, they got a month to still get tickets. Is that right? Correct. That's right. Yeah. First game away in Atlantic City on May 9th. All right. The Derby yeah. beginning the season. Yeah. <laughs> Kick and off. then we, uh, we play a Pennsylvania team um, in our home, our first, our home opener on May 12th. May 12th so. yeah. Very nice. All right. So if you're in the Monmouth County area, by all means, come find these guys. Uh, FC Monmouth sounds like a great time. Guys, we uh, have to talk about some Serie A because I think you both have some connections to Italy. So let's hear it. Who am I sitting with here uh, for your clubs? Who are your teams that you are uh, following? So Mattia has just, <laughs> just flashed uh, Juventus uh, on his phone. So uh, that, that goes without saying. Of course, there's a Juventus fan here. Uh, how'd you find the club? What's your sure, story with sure. that? Well, let me first say that my parents were born and raised in Napoli. Okay. So I do have a piece of my heart always for Napoli. However, uh, here's how I got connected with the black and white. Uh, it was 1986. I was visiting. I was visiting Italy with my with my parents. Even though they were born and raised in Naples, they did spend about 10 years near Torino, mm -hmm. working before they came to this country in 1974. So in 1986, you know, my father said, "Look, we're going to we're going to a game." I'm like, "Great! I love soccer, mm -hmm. um, but never experienced a live a live match." So my first live professional game was the Derby. It was Torino versus oh, wow. Juventus. Yeah, I don't get it. Which is which is great. <laughs> So I showed up there, and you know I'm watching Michel Platini, Michel Aldrup, Antonio Caprini. I'm just seeing like I'm like wow, this yeah. is unbelievable. So I fell in love with the black and white there, mm -hmm. and I'll never forget the first goal I saw. It was uh, Michel Aldrup took a pass from Caprini, chested it, and just placed it upper corner. I said that's it, I'm sold. Yeah. So you know my father, and it, it was fun because growing up, you know, between my father, obviously with big love for for Napoli. It's kind of fun growing up also in a household where you have that yeah. rivalry in the household. I mean, he had Maradona, so that's enough said. Yeah. Um, so but that's how I fell in love with, uh, with, with Juventus. It sounds like he didn't switch in this household. He's still a not Napolitan. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> fun season. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun season. So that, that's how I got connected w with the team. And, um, you know, uh, it's just been obviously a fun ride with them Absolutely. in recent years. Um, yep. But, you know, like, like, like Serie A, it, it comes and goes. So they are a very successful club, obviously. But, you know, other teams are, are up there too. So I don't have to mention, I know you're a big Roma fan. That's, and, yep. and Napoli is just knocking on the door there. So um, hopefully we'll have a really fun, exciting season. There. Absolutely. A couple weeks left in it. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I see uh, there's a Fiorentina uh, uh, um, scarf as well. What, what's your story here, Yako? Yeah, sure. Uh, let me just clarify that my, my number one team is Ajax Amsterdam. Right. <laughs> um, just Disclaimer. Just, there you go. Just making that clear. Um, and growing up, I think uh, I, I've been thinking recently, like with all this soccer what we're doing and thinking about how do you inspire kids, right? Like my first memories of soccer. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to go back and I think um, – I think it was I was eight years old and it was Italia '90, like the World Cup, yep. and like together with the, uh, a friend at school in the, in the schoolyard, we're just running around and screaming like Schilacci, Schilacci, <laughs> <laughs> Schilacci. So Dota. obviously it was his, his big tournament there. Um, I, I think yeah, I think that's my first like soccer culture uh, memory. But then um, yeah, always loved soccer, always loved Italy. 
Um, my, my dad worked for Olivetti. Um, we went to Italy a lot. And then during high school, we had an exchange uh, with NOLA, a school in NOLA near Napoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stayed there for a month and nice. got fed nice. by, uh, <laughs> by the Italian I, I did hear mamas. the food's pretty good over there. Yes, <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Which, by the way, is Italian very good at Umberto's also. There we go. Umberto's brought That's it right. here, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I kept kind of having ha- good experience with the Italian soccer. But then um, after college... Um, actually, I tried out at some Italian teams, wow. so I moved to Florence. Okay. Um, tried out with some different teams and, and played. I mean, a pretty low level sure, soccer sure, there, sure. but it, it's a, it's a great. It was a great experience. Very good. Um, but that's when, yeah, I met my wife there, who is from Fairhaven, where we are right now. Okay. Uh, but we pretty much went to every every Fiorentina game. Um, so it was the the time around the time when Delivio was still there. They were in the Serie B, mm-hmm. um, and they was Bat- Batistuta on that team. When you no, 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 the B years. Those were tough years. For yeah, them. yeah. <laughs> so, but Serie B, and then yeah. they actually promoted. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't they win the league, but they, in the end they were promoted. Uh, and it was yeah, just am- amazing, like a pitch invasion and yeah, like yeah. buses through the through the town and the Duomo. It's um, yeah. So for me, like. If I think about the, the right soccer experience, it's like an Italian stadium mm-hmm. where there's a lot of community. Like I remember, like people bring their dogs and bottles of wines and sharing <laughs> with each other. And it, it's just amazing. And obviously the firework, which the fireworks. I, I thought I thought the stadium was on fire. I took yeah. here. I am about you know like ten years old. I pulled my dad's shirt. I'm like tugging on him. Like get out of here. What's going on? There's <laughs> there's fire over there. There's yeah. smoke. Is it on fire? He's like no. Those are the colors, and, yep. and it was just like, wow, that was so. Ins- that was just amazing. I'll never yep. forget that experience. That was me for Roma too. I've seen the flames, the uh, the red and the orange, man. It, it got me. That absolutely got me. I'm a super fan now for sure of just that whole culture. It j- yep. just gets oh. into your blood. Yep. So, it sounds like you guys had similar experiences. Well, very good, guys. Uh, glad to hear that you're Serie A fans as well. Uh, that's what Curve America is all about, trying to find uh, Serie A fans here in the States. Um, we wish you all the best luck here with uh, Monmouth, FC Monmouth and uh, the Derby starting off the season. That's, that's a tough way to start it. <laughs> but uh, that, that's uh, great to see. Great. If you're in the Monmouth area, by all means, come down for a game, guys. Uh, have a slice at Umberto's as well before, uh, before the game. But this is a great area. This is... Uh, the best part of New Jersey, in my opinion. So I uh, hope FC Monmouth does well for the state and, uh, and represents New Jersey uh, in, in the league. We Thank appreciate that, Chris. Thank you very much for, for hosting us and having us. Yeah, thanks, Chris. really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you. A lot of fun. Thanks. Take care.